0: A spoonful of sugar helps
1: the medicine go down, the medicine go down, the medicine go down, in the most delightful way.
0: (laughs) I'm the Boogeyman,
1: and I'm coming
0: to get you!
2: What is going on? Boogie Man. Oh, you know what is happening.
3: What is what is happening? Where are you going right now?
2: Uh, Parksville.
3: So you're en route to Parksville. Who's in the vehicle with you?
2: Uh, nobody, so it's like definitely less awkward.
3: This is amazing.
2: Yeah, it's uh we have full full boogeyman access. No awkwardness. Caldwell is he, well he's, you know, is doing the Christmas vacation thing. He has been in training camp for Knows how long, and so he's enjoying his time. I invited him to come train, he declined, and uh, I follow him on Instagram. It looks like he's a good thing because when you're sitting in dorms with a bunch of kids in Quebec for like six months, I would last thing I'd want to do is go on the gym. Wow,
3: I figured he would have gone up to Parksville with you and Marco, and there would have been a lot of awkwardness in the vehicle.
2: Yeah, I don't know. We <laughs> We would have hit, like an awkwardness wormhole, I'm pretty sure because like that would have been too much for this universe like my 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 jeep might have just collapsed in on itself and we would have been teleported to like awkward planet
3: so you're in you're in the jeep then
2: yeah, I'm in the jeep I'm solo you know I got Uncle Ron with me, but that's about it
3: oh <sighs> what is going on with Uncle Ron these days?
2: well you know he's a busy guy um You know, he's definitely planning a few trips. I think in 2018, he said, uh, you know, I'm starting to be worth watching now, is how he put it. And he said that he doesn't have high expectations, but he does enjoy seeing me knock people out and hurt people. So he said he may attend a fight perhaps in Quebec in 2018. We're not sure
3: yet, though. Ooh, that would be nice.
2: Yeah, because he did come to like he's the original original Quebecer. Yeah, he came to Quebec with me last time.
3: We need him there.
2: Correct. Yeah, he's part of the team, so you will get to hang out with Uncle Ron, and you will get to monitor Uncle Ron and make sure he stays out of trouble.
3: So, oh, uh, the boogie child the yeah. other night, she sent you a Snapchat over Spider. Yeah, I saw that. And you sent her back a Snapchat. Uh, what did you have in your hand?
2: Oh, that was a taser.
3: <laughs> she, she was very entertained <laughs> by that.
2: Well, the problem with the boogie child sending me snaps is I have it, her number, or her snap under your name. Oh. And you were in the snap. So yeah. I was just like, I'm just going to send a snap back and be with a taser. <laughs> in case the spider gets loose, and I'll explode it.
3: No, that was 100% the boogie child that sent you that snap.
2: Okay, so I've now traumatized the boogie
3: child. No, she thought it was funny. Oh, nice. You know her. She's right weird. Right on. She's weird. <laughs> Perfect. She's she's entertained by weird things, and uh, she doesn't like to smile.
2: Well, it was pretty funny because, yeah, she doesn't like smiles. smile. She sends me, like, memes that are, like, funny, like uh, like the filters or whatever. Like, it's supposed to be, like, a cute animal, and she's just, like, deadpanning.
3: The yes, camera. it's awesome. <laughs> uh, the the taser. The, I she showed me it. She's like, "What is that?" I'm like, "Well, that's a that's a taser." Yes,
2: yeah, correct. it's yeah. definitely a taser,
3: which I I thought was hilarious because your laugh and it was a little.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, that was directed towards you, but you know what? It was it was effective. So,
3: she she enjoyed it. She <laughs> cool. she said to say yeah, thank you, did. thank you for finally <laughs> snapping her back. <laughs>
2: Yeah, sometimes I just, like, give an LOL, to really know, like, what's going on. Like, I'm not really familiar with too many snaps. Yeah. But uh, I definitely appreciate her work.
3: So the last time did we talked on the show, did we talk about Tyson Fury?
2: No, we did not.
3: Let's talk about that. Let's do it. So Tyson Fury gave you a shout-out.
2: Yeah. Yeah, we are. Uh, I'm lucky enough that Manning Montreal... Uh, is one of the, probably one of the coolest journalists I've ever met and probably hardest working, I guess the least amount of reward. He literally just loves boxing. And, uh, you know, he just, he he sent me a message. He goes, hey, I'm going to meet Tyson Fury. He goes, you know, like, do you have anything you want to say to him or anything like that? I was just like, yeah, just tell him respect. Hope to see him in 2018. And, you know, Manny did me that favor and I thought it was pretty cool. And I thought it was pretty cool of uh, Tyson Fury to do that.
3: You know, me as a as a, a little bit of a twisted guy, when I originally seen it, I thought he was calling you out.
2: That's what I was hoping for. Because <laughs> <laughs> really, really, I would like to fight him, but at the same time, I did think it was pretty cool. He took the time to give me a shout out.
3: Because because I have to say, I I was actually hoping he was going to call you out because it would have been super fun.
2: That would have been amazing. <laughs> and uh, you know, like there's big talks of him fighting Shannon Briggs. And how crazy the press conference? Well, I think I can about out crazy both of those guys any day of the week. So you know, maybe I can fight the winner of that fight.
3: Yeah, Shannon in about Briggs. About five years.
2: But, <laughs> 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 actually pay attention to me maybe in a year or two.
3: Shannon Briggs is a is a one line wonder.
2: Yeah, no, I'm not a huge. You know, I like what he's doing. You know, he does try to hype up fights and stuff, but it's like, come on, man, like figure it out. Do something new.
3: Tyson Fury is gold, though.
2: Yes he is gold as fat as he is he can still move he's definitely a dangerous fight. I'd like to see him fight Shannon as a warm-up fight and then fight Joshua or Wilder because I think he'll fight both of them
3: I well I think I'm to be honest with you. I think Tyson can beat both of them
2: <laughs> yeah I think uh, he has like that frustrating style and like the one thing that neither of those guys can do is move as well as Tyson right and like yeah. if you watch the Lemieux Sanders fight, you see how those guys fight. You see how those guys train. And like, if you don't have crazy footwork, you can't keep up. You can't hit him. Well,
3: Billy Joe Saunders put a ass whooping on David Lemieux.
2: Yeah, and, and you know, I don't think that would, like you know, I've seen Lemieux fight better than that, so it's tough to say like that wasn't his best showing. But no, you know, like he he obviously didn't have the skills to to keep up with Saunders. You know, like he just he wasn't able to keep up, and it's as simple as that.
3: Yeah. I enjoyed so, the two, fight actually I enjoyed it it was a good fight,
2: yeah, definitely you know it was uh it was cool. I actually messaged you we were watching I was like Fuck, where is this fight we ended up yeah. catching on some random guy's Facebook
3: well, the shitty part is is they've replayed it on hBO already so I haven't recorded on my TV because I have hBO
2: oh right on yeah, yeah I'd like to see that so
3: I have that today I actually sat down and, and I watched the the replay of Ryan Ford's fight from Russia.
2: That was a tough fight, right? That was like it was basically two guys with very similar styles. Yeah, and you know, I I only think the how do you pronounce the name Chedoff? Chugoff? Chadoff or something like that? Yeah, yeah, true just some Slavic name. But like, yeah, he, I think that the one thing I say about that fight is it looked like Ryan belonged there. Correct. Yeah, like there, there's a world, there's a world champion. So what, you know, whether. Yeah, you, know, you insert whatever saying you want at this point like sometimes you learn, sometimes you you win, like whatever. Yeah. I think that was uh, an excellent showcase the transition Ryan's made to be, you know, an elite level boxer in the world, right? So I think that was pretty cool pretty cool experience. So I think he'll bounce back from that and uh, you know, move on to bigger things.
3: One thing I did realize is that 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 Russian fella has got a chin on him. Oh yeah. Like he ate so many overhand rights.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Ryan definitely caught him. And, you know, I I was thinking that they might even stop the fight because of the cut.
3: That's what I thought, too. I thought they were going to stop it, but I thought the fight was yeah. close.
2: Yeah, it was definitely very close. I think, uh, you know, the Russian was a little bit busier and he kind of eked out a decision. And you're not going to really win a decision in Siberia anyway. So,
3: no, Ryan uh, didn't. If
2: Ryan not. had clearly won that fight, it would have been uh, one of those things that, you know, he probably would have lost the decision anyway. Did but you, uh, you know, I think that was a great experience, right? Like Ryan should fight anybody anywhere. He'll literally go to Siberia and fight anyone. Yeah, no joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so did, did you cool for Canadian boxing?
3: Did you watch the the guys come in the ring after the after the fight was over?
2: Yeah, they're like some metalhead biker band. or <laughs> What was that?
3: The those guys, they're a legit biker gang. It's they're called the Night oh, Wolves. Really? Yeah, they're the they're called the Night Wolves. Jesus, yeah, so that's Russia's version of like the Hell's Angels, I'm guessing, oh wow, yeah, so well, that's
2: uh can be intimidating,
3: well, like you can't do that in Canada,
2: no, no, you can <laughs> definitely cannot,
3: <laughs> you can't be wearing your 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 biker vest in the ring in Canada, I feel like you get arrested,
2: yeah, you're just kinda like, what's up, uh, yeah, I'm in a biker gang, that would be a little bit intense, yeah is what it's it is. A little is. bit different over in Siberia apparently. Yeah,
3: they there's no colored folk over there.
2: No, and you know what? I'd, I'd be interested to see what sort of motorcycles they ride or if they're actually just riding snowmobiles cuz doesn't it snow like year round there? Like you really could not ride a motorcycle for very long.
3: Yeah, I feel like the season for that would be pretty short. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh but it looks like here they're they're riding Harleys. Oh, wow. That's what it looks like. I pulled them up on the old Google, but looks—that's what it looks like to me. I could be wrong though. Cause I am an idiot. So,
2: <laughs> welcome to the club.
3: <laughs> okay, so what do we got planned for the Christmas holidays? Because the Thursday episode is going to be the last episode of the Spice Life podcast, and ten minutes of the Boogeyman before Christmas.
2: Oh, geez. Well, you know i'm gonna go back home to see the family uh i'm gonna be i'm gonna be in the gym i'm gonna be training steady you know it sounds like uh I'm not gonna to say too too much, but it sounds like uh, there should be a fight uh in or around the area of edmonton uh hopefully in February or March, so correct got some insider information, so I wanna keep people posted on that. There's a lot of talk. Simon is a joke, and they keep calling me out without actually making me a real offer and uh you know, they, they, they want to hype up their card, and that's fine. And, we, you know, we got plans for him, too. But, uh, you know, I want to see Jelena. I want to be on Jelena's 50th. Yeah. And what, was what was that?
3: What uh, was that?
2: I'm in the in Bay Valley here, so uh, probably a little bit of bad reception.
3: Okay, so you wanted to be on Jelena's
2: 50th? Yeah, I want to be on Jelena's 50th. And, uh, you know, I got an opportunity to fight on one of her shows, uh, uh, I guess it was a few years ago. I found Alamaki and uh, it was a cool experience. You know, pretty much the whole city came out, and uh, I want to be a part of that again. And I think, uh, you know, if we had a big enough show, hopefully, uh, stupid things like what are happening right now won't happen again with people, you know, uh, taking away the chance for us to work and make money.
3: Yeah, agreed. So, so something might stupid. something might come up in the in the near future here, which is which is good.
2: Yeah, definitely. So, you know, it's uh, one of those things. I'm gonna keep training. I'm gonna keep doing my thing. I put on about ten pounds. <laughs> Not doing very much. Uh-oh. I've gone for a couple of runs and trained once since the fight, but uh, I to start whipping it back into shape now. And uh, you know, I'll definitely be ready to go.
3: Okay, is your brother gonna be at Christmas?
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Hey, that guy can cut all that stuff. He caught and dug up and uh, and shot himself. Jesus. Yeah, like for those potatoes, he goes out to the farm. He digs those up himself, brings them home. Uh, those prawns he catches uh, on the west coast of the island, actually. Cooks them up, and that's uh, deer that uh, he shot himself. The broccoli he grows in his backyard.
3: So, I watch your Instagram. And I get very upset because it makes me hungry.
2: Well, you can come for dinner next
3: time.
2: 100%. Yeah, he will come out to a fight eventually, I'm sure. Uh, he's having a kid next couple of months which is pretty cool uh uh, the boogie nephew will be coming soon wow yeah so that's exciting
3: so he's having a a son
2: yeah yeah he's having a boogie child
3: i wonder i wonder what the name of this child will be
2: well i suggested boogie child but it's already taken
3: it is there could be two though
2: The, the boogie nephew i think would be good
3: yeah that's i like that that's good so you're going home home to mom's for Christmas.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go hang out with mom, go eat some food and just kinda relax and uh you know start plotting on people, I'll definitely continue talking trash on the internet because there is no holiday for that.
3: That is a holiday.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I've been getting some funny messages. Some guy actually messaged me today and was like, Simon Keene is gonna destroy you, you're a bitch and a squad. And, yeah, uh, he called me Brainwood, but he said, I have no brain. And I was like, he's like, there is no brain in wood or something. And I was just like, wow, you're fucking doing this. Wow. And, uh, yeah, I was like, well, my name is actually Wood, so there is no brain in the my name, so I don't know where you got that from. And he was like, Simon Keen has flawless technique, and he is the best boxer in the world. And then I proceeded to send a bunch of pictures of Simon getting knocked out <laughs> and laying on the ground <laughs> fighting a guy who weighs 200 pounds with a crappy professional record. And so he was like, he didn't really have a comeback. i that, he said, eat shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well thought out comeback. Clearly you're educated. And he has not responded since then.
3: So here's my problem with people that, that try to go on the internet and talk shit. Like yeah. when you defend Simon Keane you're obviously lying.
2: Well, yeah, or it's actually Simon Keane.
3: That is the other option.
2: Yeah, because he really has no one defending him other than Simon Keane fanboys, which leads me to believe that he is actually all of his fanboys.
3: (laughs) So Simon could have...
2: We We know his relationship with his masseuse. They're very close, so his masseuse could be one of the people standing up for him.
3: It could also be Luke Spicer
2: definitely an angle i've thought of i didn't want to say it publicly until we had more evidence we have a little bit of evidence you know we have what we have is we have a computer analyst that is piecing together the massage footage from yeah. the original story and we are <laughs> you know using the same technology that the CIA, the cia uses from satellites to measure gates Body composition. And we're pretty sure we haven't nailed down that the masseuse actually is Luke Spicer.
3: Yeah, we're lucky though that the person that's doing this came free of charge because they were disturbed by the situation.
2: Well, yeah, you know, enough's enough, right? Like we have to, we have to blow the whistle on perpetrators like Luke Spicer, mm-hmm. and you know, it, we can't let them get away with it, right? No, there's we have we have a low tolerance for spies in our organization. So it's basically treason is what he's done. line aligned himself with Simon.
3: He has, 100%. I do have a funny story about Luke, though. He got very upset with me the other day. Yeah,
2: well, I'm sure it was for not a good reason.
3: It was for a terrible reason. So I put up that meme. That that was actually a fan meme that somebody sent to me like, oh, Luke Spice is on the Spice Life podcast today. Great. Yeah. The, the one, yeah. He was very upset about that.
2: You know, people have spoken Luke <laughs> like what do you want us to do you know there's
3: not much we can do about it
2: no definitely not
3: so we'll get you out of here it sounds like traffic is loud
2: yeah it's a little bit yeah we got some action going on there's some snow out here we actually got snow on the west coast nice and uh yeah luckily uh the jeep is four-wheel drive and uh I'm pretty reckless so I don't really care. Just <laughs> go do what I do.
3: Alright, so don't hang up quite yet but uh, I'll talk to y'all not on the air for a minute. but uh, So everybody from the 10 minutes with the boogeyman, Merry Christmas.
2: Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas, Russia. Merry Christmas, America. Merry Christmas, Canada. Merry Christmas and everybody in Quebec except for Simon Keats, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, <laughs> Ontario, Nunavut, Northwest Territories, Yukon, uh, we have, did I Manitoba, Alberta? Uh, what else we got? Oh, we have the Maritimes, Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, Newfoundland. Uh, have you gotten anybody else? So Is there any think, other provinces that I met?
3: I think Merry Christmas to everybody but Simon Keane.
2: Correct. <laughs> and Dylan Carmen. Fuck yeah, Dylan Carman. Fuck him too. <laughs> <laughs> that's
3: 10 minutes with the boogeyman.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yes, sir. Yes,
2: sir. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey. Hey, hey, yeah, hey. Real deal
0: with these cats. Yeah. I'm just flexing on my ass. Shiny wanna know it's next. next. She know she messing with the best. Yeah. I pull up on the haters Man, you got me unimpressed. I. Try to hit me with the pressure. Nah, I ain't never getting stressed.
3: All right, we're on the road with the real deal, Ryan. Where are you going?
0: Where am I going? I got to go pick up the kids from school. I'm back on that grind. Daddy duties calling.
3: So at the same time as I'm talking to you right now, I'm talking to your coach too.
0: Oh yeah, Thomas said, "What's up?" <laughs>
3: on on Facebook.
0: <laughs> oh yeah.
3: <laughs> so you're back from Russia, Siberia. Yeah. You're all good?
0: Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, you know, um man, what can I say? 12 rounds with the world champion, you know? Uh I learned a lot in that 12 rounds. Um you know, I didn't come away with the win, but I came away with the experience and the learning. Um you know, it was it was good. Uh You know, there's a few things that I could have done differently that would have probably um would have probably helped me win that fight. Um, You know, as everybody knew that I went to uh, Montreal um, going for a training camp to fight out light heavyweight, 175, in Morocco. And, you know, the three-week training camp, it was a three-week training camp that I was going to do. You know, it it would have been good to fight um, Rashid Jakadu, or whatever his name is in Morocco, but Three weeks just wasn't enough, um, you know, to take on uh former world champion Fedora Tudidoff, you know, it's a big level, big difference of um level and experience that I was in there with. But you know, I held my own.
3: I just rewatched the fight today. It was close.
0: It, yeah, you know, I've watched I've watched it a lot. Um, you know, it was it was it was by far not what the judges scored it, that's for sure. No. their cards were way off, but we all know that in boxing, right?
3: Yeah, I had him up by maybe two rounds.
0: Yeah. that's a Yeah, I know we were thinking, like, I know I got the first three. Yes. And then seven and eight were very close. Yeah. Um, you know, I just, man, you know, it was, uh, like, I'm not making up excuses or anything about, you know, losing the fight. You know, I lost fair and square, it's what it is. He was the better man that night. You give me a second chance at that, and I'm telling you I'm going to win that fight. Um, you know, like I was saying, I went to Montreal in a three-week training camp, thought I was fighting at 175. A week goes by, we still didn't get a contract from Morocco, and all of a sudden I got offered this fight. And you know me, man, I'm uh, I'm a guy that uh, it, 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 I take the risk. You know, I'm out here, I want to fight the best. And for one, it was a bigger opportunity than fighting in Morocco. Yeah. Uh, better money, and, and you know, a, a chance on a world stage, right? And, um, you know, I believe if I was in Montreal for six weeks, it would have been a different story. You yeah. know, the last couple of weeks, like I got to Montreal at 198 pounds, you know, going to fight at 175, not 168. So, you know, the last two weeks of training, I kind of slowed down. Well, I stopped my road work. And I was pretty much yeah, everybody saw I was in the, the hot yoga room at night times you know biking for an hour just like so it helped get the weight off because that's me the biggest thing is I've never missed weight that was my forty third professional fight and I've always come in weight never missed weight.
3: I've actually got a lot of questions. They don't actually pertain to the fight itself, but uh, there was a video of you going to the sauna and it was a legit scene out of the Rocky movie.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. It was cool, man. These, uh, man, by far, uh, Patriot Boxing Promotions and um, and Kemerov, uh group there that was helping taking care of us, these guys are on And we've never been, like even Jesse said, you know, this is by far the the most organized group that we've ever fought for, you know, we've been going to Singapore, going everywhere. These guys knew exactly what they were doing. They took care of us, anything we needed was wanted you know they had that whole thing set up at the sauna sauna room for us it was our own little house we went out we drove there uh, took about 25 minutes to get there and um, you know it was cool it was cool because we actually went through like the back parts of Kemerov, Siberia Mm. and um, you know it it kinda looked a little scary like we were going through like a horror story uh, drive but you know, we ended up getting to that nice little sauna spot there. It was nice, cut the weight easy, and um, yeah, man, it was it, it, the experience alone was by far awesome.
3: So, how did the people react to you in Siberia?
0: Uh it was different. There's not colored people there. <laughs> There's no colored people there. So, me and Mo, me and Mo were the only two colored people in uh, in in Siberia for sure. Um, we were getting looks, a lot of people were taking videos, like, trying to hide it, but, um, you know, taking videos, they were coming up to Mo and taking pictures of him, just, they wanted to take a picture, it's like they'd never seen a black guy before, only on TV. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But, uh, other than that, you know what, they, they were very, um, they were very kind, you know, if, uh, um, you know, they they knew that we were there for something, um, you know, just, you're, you're average, you know, your are stares, you know, and they don't really see people around. Yeah. You know, they obviously they're going to be looking, right? So, um, you know, but other than that, you know, the, very, the people were kind. Uh, in Russia, we got to Moscow, and it's a little different story over there. People are just stone cold-faced, uh, you know, like just they stare at you like it's like they're looking right past you. Like Fedor. Yeah, pretty much, man pretty much man i hit him with a few right hands and he just same look was on his damn face for all 12 rounds
3: <laughs> oh, jesus i've never seen somebody but th- I, i've never seen a guy take that many right hands
0: man you know what he he he, he could take a punch um you know fuck, some of the, some of them i wasn't sitting down on so that's why he was able to take them but man i rocked him a few good times and it was just like he just kept coming forward. But, you know, that's that's the experience, right? He's been there before. You know, over 200 or 300 amateur boxing fights and 17 pro boxing fights, which the top of those guys that he's been fighting, like, yes, there's guys that he's been fighting that aren't, you know, is that good. But when you look at his top main fights, you know, you're looking at George Groves, who's the world champion right now, who took the belt from him. Then you got uh, Felix Sturm, Like, you know, you got these guys that this guy's been 12 rounds with in 100,000 people stadiums, you know? So there was nothing new to him, and, you know, he was in his hometown as well. So, you know, he had the advantage for everything, but you know me. I don't care. I'll come fight you in your backyard.
3: Would you go back and do it again? Like, if they called you and said, Ryan, we got another fight for you, would you make that long trip again?
0: Oh, 100%, man. Yeah. 100%. You know, I, I... that's the thing with me is I love going, like I said, always out of my comfort zone. I feel that I rise to the occasion when I'm in somebody else's backyard. You know, the trip, you know, will maybe make it uh, that we're there a couple days longer. Yeah. Um. But um, you know, it it that all comes with the experience, right? When you're traveling to these places and stuff, you know, you gotta it's you gotta suck it up, right? You gotta dig deep and just do what you gotta do.
3: So as you're gone, you're in Montreal, then you go to Russia, you're over in Siberia, you come home, and combat sports has been banned in Edmonton.
0: Yeah, man. You know what? I haven't wrote anything about that yet, um, but I've been seeing everybody talk about it, and, man, I, I think it's... I, I, I just think it's, it's its its crazy. It's stupid. Like... Um, Especially if they're basing it off of just one, you know, off of a death. Like, hey, rest in peace, Tim Hague and stuff. But you know, this this is the hurt business. You know, this is what we do. We know the risks that come with fighting. You know, it's it's we sign the paper and we let them know. You know, so it's um. I don't know how many people have had concussions in football or in hockey. You know, but they're not banning that stuff. You know, it's it's. Yeah, it's it's stupid. Like, like, especially this Don Iverson clown. He's he's an idiot. I've met him a few times, and I was actually met him the one time that he was at the Unified fights. You know, and it's just like these guys. Anything that they can do that benefits them, they'll do it. But as soon as some they're catching some flack over something that doesn't have anything to do with them, they're quick to jump and turn the other way.
3: Agreed. Uh, so you're home now. You took a little trip to Banff with the family. It looked fun.
0: Yeah, it was you know, we needed some much uh needed uh family time together, you know. We're always having family time, but you know, it was good to get away I mean, it was never been to the Hot Springs, which I couldn't believe that. Oh wow. And um, you know, so uh we got to do that and um the kids loved it, you know. They got to see some deer, they they love the mountains. And um swimming pool always of course and uh yeah, man, it was good. It was it was a much needed mini vacay.
3: I did see you put on a pair of skates,
0: bro. I can skate, man. <laughs> I I can skate. I play. I you know I, it's been a minute since I put on the skates, but uh, you know I see. I, I played hockey when I was younger. I played, I think, for like six years. I played hockey.
3: Oh wow! <laughs> I, I yeah, didn't expect to I see you on kept skates. If I that up,
0: I could have been Joel McGinley. <laughs>
3: so what's next what are we doing now are you taking some time off are you just going to get right back at it
0: no man you know me there's no time you know there's no time to waste you know it's uh back on the grind here um i'm hoping uh february um we've got a few things talking right now i might be fighting in germany in february um late february or early march i believe Wow. and uh yeah you know I, I- gotta you know and i'm gonna stay at super middle weight because making the weight was was easy you know it it was it was crazy because it like to make one sixty eight it it almost felt like it was a little bit easier making it than one seventy five I don't know why, <laughs> but um the next time though it's gonna be done proper, you know, not no three week bullshit you know like I'm always in the gym and stuff but not three weeks in Montreal, you know, it, it's like I can do everything that I can here in Edmonton, but I have nobody watching me, you know. I don't have Jesse there watching me telling me my mistakes, what I'm doing. Um, I can push myself to that level, but there's always, when I have somebody, they push me to that next level, right? And, and that's with everybody, you know. Everybody can go hard, you know. The hardest workers out there can go hard, real hard. But when you have that other person there, Next to you pushing you, you even go harder. Yeah. So, um, you know, it was that, um, just, and the sparring, and, um, um, you know, it, it, it was just, yeah, it was just a mix of things that could have been done different, um, but now we know, you know, it's the experience, you know, and, it, and and we learn from it, and we know what we need to do, and I'm telling you right now, my next fight when I come back, people are going to be shocked.
3: Well, it- you went you went 12 rounds with a former world champion on 3 weeks notice. It's not anything to hang your head on. I thought you did real good in the fight. I mean, it was real close.
0: Yeah, you know what? I that's the thing, you know, the, the after the fight obviously, you know, man, it was a downer. You know, it was it was hard. But then, you know, the next day, you know, I watched the fight and Jesse told me, "Ryan, you know, he's like you need, you need to be proud of yourself." not many guys would have lasted 12 rounds with him, you know, and and just to think of where I came from to, like, where I just was in Russia, you know, like, whoever thought I was going to be fighting in Siberia against a former world champion after two years of boxing, and really, when I really got to break it down, it's two years of boxing, yes, but really a year, nine months of training with, like, a real trainer with somebody's eyes watched over me, you know, that, and it's like, man, it's crazy because, like, you know, even I had to say to myself, like, you know, Ryan, man, like, look what you've done. You know, you've had 27 MMA fights, and you come straight from MMA right into boxing. I fought six times this year, and my sixth fight was if it was against a former world champion, you know, and it's like none of the guys that I fought to this date was even close to that level. No, You know, and, but now I know that we're inches away from being a world champion.
3: Yeah, you can compete on that level, which is amazing.
0: You know, it's, it's, it is. It's, uh, and I know that now. You know, I've always been like, oh, man, I want to fight these guys. You know, I want to fight this guy. I want to fight this guy. Well, now I fought this guy, and, and now I know exactly where I am. And, and I know where I am on the situations that we went in there with. Yeah. Like, give myself a six-week training camp, even an eight-week training camp in Montreal, it, it, that fight would have been a whole, would have been a lot different.
3: Well, a lot of fighters don't actually figure out what they're capable of doing until they actually take a loss.
0: Oh, yeah, you know, and, and that's the thing about this, too, is, like, you don't learn a lot from your wins, you know? It's, it's the losses that you learn from and it's how you come back from them. And, and I've known that because, you know, I've, I've lost before. It's, it's not new, new to me. You know, I've lost five times when I fought mixed martial arts. And every time that I've lost, I've come back harder and stronger. And um, to me, this loss was a win for me because I got to see everything. I got to see where I'm at. Uh, I've, I've got to see what it is I need to work on. You know, like I I travel all the way to Siberia. Shit, you know, like (laughs) it's it it, it was a win for me. You know, Uh, yes, it's a loss on my record, but it's a win for me. And a lot of people know and are taking notice now that you know that I am there. Yeah, and I will give anybody in my weight category trouble. If not, knock your ass out or beat you.
3: So I'm officially going to change the 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 loss now. I'm going to change it to learning experience. So right now you're 14 wins and one learning experience.
0: <laughs> yeah, 100% bro. <laughs> that's
3: that's what I'm calling it from now on. Uh KO boxing, we did see a big real deal athletics table. Your your man Dustin yeah. was there selling your stuff. I picked up a hat.
0: Nice, brother. Nice.
3: The champ hat. I had to get yeah. it while it was there. I had to have the whole collection. <laughs>
0: Yeah, man Dustin. give a big shout out to him for hooking that up for me, uh, setting up the booth. He's one of my uh, main sponsors, the Vinci Talent Agency, um, good all-round guy, you know, like he didn't have to do that, set up a table and stuff. He could have just went to watch the fights, but you know he was uh, helpful and supportive enough to, uh, to do that for me.
3: Yeah, it's great. There's people buying stuff. I had to grab a hat. I'm, now, I'm, now I want another Rio Deal Athletics out a new design.
2: Yeah, you got
0: both of them. I know we're going to have to come up with something new now.
3: <laughs> it's all good stuff, though. So if you guys go over to realdealathletics.ca, and you can go over there, support Ryan Ford, buy his stuff. It, the only, it's only the real deal on that website, though. There's no crap.
0: Yeah, no, it's only the real deal. And I believe right now, until New Year's, if you order online, it's 25% off. That's a,
3: that's a Christmas present. Um,
0: yeah, so yeah, Christmas presents, New Year's presents, or just if you want to stay fly.
3: So, so maybe buy. maybe potentially you're going to be fighting overseas again, which upsets me a little bit because I can't go.
0: Yeah. Yes, yes, um, um, you know what? Nothing is is solid, but you know me, man. A um, couple days after the fight, you know, I've already been on. Been on the messages, been on uh, sending people uh, messages, getting people out and just looking for that next fight because, you know, I, I don't want to stay out of the gym uh, too long. Um, I was already back in the gym a couple of times. Uh, next week I'm going to be back uh, at the gym um, going full full on uh, to get back in there. And um, I'll be ready right after the New Year's, man. I'm, I'm 2018 is going to be a big year for me. I'm already I can already see it. Um, I know the work that i got to put in. Uh, I know everything that we need to do. And um, 2018, man, I, I'm I'm coming for a belt. Oh, the kids what's are up? there. <laughs> yeah, had what? So we had art all day today. Really? Oh, well, say hi. You guys are on the Spice of Life podcast. Hello. <laughs> Amazing. Hey, what's uh, up, RJ? What's
3: up? How's it going, buddy?
0: <laughs> Good. Put seat seatbelt on, seatbelt on. <laughs> um, yeah, brother, so, you know, it's um, bad life. You know, you know what it is.
3: I do know what it is. It's a lot of fun, but it is a lot of work, too, at the same time.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. It's work and fun, but you know what? It's it's not work when it's fun.
3: No. I want to know about sure this I new can... car before we get out of here.
0: No. What do you want to know about?
3: I want to know about this new, car. new car. Yeah.
0: Oh bro. So the boys down Well, first my my best friend Brent um he's down at uh Southside Hyundai.
3: Yeah.
0: Um he uh lined up a deal with me with um the guys down at uh, Genesis Edmonton. And um man, they hooked me up with a brand new 2017 genesis g80 and this thing is balling like uh fully loaded from top to bottom with a 5.0 liter so you know we got we step on that gas and it moves um heated front and back seats uh you name it it's got it
3: what is a genesis
0: uh, it is a Hyundai, but okay. it's their luxury, luxury um, edition. I'm telling you, this thing—if you sit in it—it it, it feels like you're in a BMW, a Mercedes. Um, it's it, it's it's that level.
3: It looks sick.
0: Yeah, it, it's so smooth. Um, you know, the guys uh, DJ. Um, He's actually on Instagram. You can hit him up at Drive with drivewithdj. Um, the thing about the Genesis that a lot of people don't understand is that there's, um, there's not a dealership. So if you want a Genesis, you give DJ a call, and this guy will personally come and meet you with the Genesis that you want. You test drive that Genesis. If that's the Genesis you want, he fills all the paperwork and everything out with you, at your house when you get back from the test drive, wow. he leaves and comes back with your brand new ride. Wow! So you don't have to go into the dealerships and anything. Now, on top of that, you need any type of service done for your vehicle. You give DJ a call, he comes, he brings you the same Genesis that you're driving, or maybe you want to try something else out to drive. He drops you off that Genesis, takes your Genesis, whatever needs to be done to it, they service it all up, and they bring you back your car to your front door.
3: <laughs> that's ridiculous.
0: Man, that's it's the real deal. <laughs>
3: all right, I'm going to get you. <laughs> that's crazy. I've never heard anything like that in my life. <laughs> well, I'm going to get you out of here, uh, let you hang out with your kids and have fun. But um, I'm going to let you sign us out today.
0: All right. I want to thank the Spice of Life podcast for always having the real deal on. Um, I want to thank all my sponsors. I want to thank Da Vinci Talent Agency. Uh, I want to thank Royal Empire Jewelry. I want to thank Genesis Edmonton and Drive with DJ. If you need a Genesis, you need to hit this guy up. His number... Is one second his number is 855 810 7733 and that's drive with DJ. This is the man, tell him the real deal sent to you, and you will get the real deal. I also want to thank InstaCoin, all the guys down at InstaCoin always supporting me, get through my training camps. I want to thank, um. Uh, who else do I want to thank? I want to thank the Backyard Fit Meals here in Edmonton. Uh, even when I'm not in training camp, they hook me up for my meals. I want to thank um, La Mille Compete out in Montreal. They hook me up with my meals when I'm there. Uh, hold on, guys. I'm sorry. I got a lot of people I need to thank. I want to thank Maximum Health and Nutrition here in Edmonton. I want to thank Title Boxing for always taking care of me and my outfit and making me look flashy. I want to thank Tiger Distribution out in Montreal for hooking the Real Deal up and my team up with our nice uh, jackets and stuff so we weren't cold. And, um, yeah, Real Deal Athletics. Hit up realdealathletics.ca, grab your gear, and we'll keep in touch. Thank you, for everybody, for the support. Much love. And you haters, keep hating. Yeah, I lost one, but it didn't count as a loss. It counted as a learning experience. So keep eating.
1: This is Jelena Marjanovic, eight-time world champion, and you are listening to the Spice of Life podcast. Welcome to the Spice of Life podcast, featuring Tanner Wilshaw and Luke Spicer, two talented fighters discussing life, fighting, work, family, balance, and everything in between. Tune in weekly for your fill of laughs. Now, here's your hosts, Tanner Wilshaw and Luke Spicer.
3: All right, guys, welcome back to the Spice of Life podcast. It's the Christmas special.
4: Yeah. Well, I heard it was going to be a good episode today. We yeah. are we are, we are, are going to not be recording next week on Boxing Day. Correct. So we're going to take one whole day off, and then we'll be back on Thursday next week for all you guys to listen.
3: Yeah, so this will be the Christmas episode. So like most of you have heard already, we had Ryan Ford, Adam Braidwood, And we're going to wrap the show up after this with a very special Christmas edition of Burgers Drive-Thru. I heard he's fired up today about Christmas. He's a little fired up. I'm a little fired up today about Christmas, actually, with your stupid post that was on Facebook.
4: Oh, I was going to say you're fired up, too. I was fired up, and here you're busting my balls about it. Well, okay, so I think what a lot of people are lacking these days is the actual
3: Christmas spirit. So the the act of you going out and buying presents should be a fun thing. Um, Christmas isn't about getting anything. It's actually about giving. Yeah, and I agree, Tanner. I totally agree. So I don't actually think that people need to go out and break the bank account and spend all this money on retarded shit. Like, yeah, I give my kids some Christmas presents. Like, she doesn't get fucking retarded stuff, though. Like, it's not a we don't have a big mound in front of the tree of presents. She's got five or six presents. Yeah. You know what I mean? Santa Claus comes, and I'm going to tell you right now, Luke, Santa Claus does not come from, for adults. He comes for kids. I know that. So the, the easiest way to, for you to get out of that was to say, oh, I'm fucking old as shit, and Santa doesn't come for grown-ups. Santa comes Santa comes for children,
4: which is true. <sighs> Truth be told, it wasn't a 100% honest post. I wasn't just shopping for myself for Santa Claus. I had to take the kids out to shop for their mother. And I was getting really tired of shopping for her.
3: This is a classic
4: case of Luke not telling the whole truth on the internet. No, I, I did. I did. I was frustrated. I, I didn't want to go out and buy more shit either because, see, in my house, see, every that's the other problem is we need we need universal rules for Santa, I think. Like, because there isn't any, you know, some some kids have tons of stuff. And as parents, you're explaining why why Santa loves some kids more than others. (laughs) You know, Uh, I I think that Santa should kind of tone it down a little bit. And uh, and the the wealthy parents should spoil their kids, not Santa Claus, you know, because that's usually what happens. Correct. Um, So and I agree with that 100 percent. But
3: I think what people need to realize is that with Christmas it should be the act of giving, not getting. You should instill that in your children's brains. Like yes. when you're when they're clamoring down the stairs and they're smashing shit to try to get to their to their presents, what they should be doing is running down the stairs to try to get to their brothers and sisters' presents or their their relatives' presents so that they can give them to them. That's what Christmas is
4: all about. Totally. And, and, I've, and I've done that with my kids a lot over the last couple of years. We've done a lot more, um, uh, you know, like events or, or things in, in the giving spirit. You know, I don't post about it. We don't go on. I don't believe in, you know, going out and doing good deeds and then taking 7,000 pictures and saying that you did something good. I, I don't do any of that. It, it, the, the, the joy in that is 100% the way you feel after doing something good. Yeah. You know, and, and and that's why I've always done that stuff. So, um, no, it has been that. And to be, you know, everybody, again, raised raised differently, right? In my household, um, you know, mom and dad, right? They, they bought each other their presents, but they also got each other gifts from Santa Claus and, and did that, right? So that's the way, you know, we were. And so, of course, that's still around for my kids. So they see that. So then it's sort of like, well, how come? how come dad doesn't have anything under the tree mm-hmm. you know what what changed this year dad you you were bad or whatever you know so i was i was um trying to figure out a way to do that without realizing that christmas is around the corner you know and i actually haven't bought all my my stuff that i needed i was just saying i don't want to do it and i didn't go out i haven't bought myself anything actually for under the tree yet from santa claus or from anybody and to be perfectly honest i'm not going to this year i'm probably going to write a nice note and and just say that you know what this year you know we're doing things differently I'm gonna explain it of course Benjamin doesn't believe in sense anymore right he found mm-hmm. out this summer that that's that not true so he's he's keeping this beard alive for his sister that's good but of though. course he's he's like so dad if we go to Hawaii because we were talking about doing that right yeah um are you still buying us Christmas presents I was like well no we had talked that you know that would be your Christmas present was mm-hmm. we would go. To hawaii you know maybe dad would give you um, a little bit of spending money or something Uh, that would be it and he looks at me all shy or or, or all sly like and he's like but santa will still come for us right and i was like yes and he goes okay good i'm gonna write a real big list for santa then right because he's saying in front of his sister kind of like yeah well he'll get yeah and i was like i was like well do you think that santa should be bringing you a bunch of stuff or do you think that santa should like bringing you some stuff to give to kids, maybe when we're in Hawaii that don't have stuff, because there's there's some pretty poor communities in Hawaii. And he kind of looks at me and he's like, "I never thought about that, right?" But you could see him kind of like, "Ooh, you got me, right?" Like he, yeah. he stuck it to me. And I was thinking of doing something like that, you know. But um, oh, that's not going now. It's kind of and I might do something different. Of course, I bought them their their presents, right? So yeah. I, I don't know what I'm gonna you know what I'm gonna do. There's part of me it's like I should just return it and be like, or take the toys and say these toys aren't for you these toys are for you guys to give to somebody else that doesn't have these toys. Maybe I'll do that. That might be a good idea. Well. I don't I don't think it's a bad idea. I think it's a it, it it'll be a disappointment. I don't mean all of them, right? Like yeah. I, I don't mean everything. I just mean like maybe maybe there's um I forgot that I had some stuff that I had bought earlier in the year, you know, under the stairs. So when yeah. I was pulling out the Christmas stuff and i had already bought their presents again this year, I'm like Damn it! Now I got all this extra stuff, right? So that was part of it. It's like they have too much crap. Like they don't need it all. Yeah. So I actually think I might do that. I think I might write a letter and just say that that you know I I gave your I gave your dad stuff to somebody else, and and then uh, as far as the kids go, you know, like you guys got to pick, you know, two of your items to to give to somebody in need you can pick you can decide which one it is that you're going to give away but you need to do that in the christmas spirit you know to do that we've got a lot of stuff under the tree and and then uh, and then i'll talk to them about how we're gonna adjust christmas for next year because i I think that that's important well i
3: think i think a good thing in red deer because there is a fairly large homeless community there yep um but if i was in red deer this year because we don't have homeless people here in saskatchewan because it's too fucking cold (laughs)
4: Free <laughs> freezing here too, but yeah.
3: <laughs> I haven't seen a homeless person here at all no? or or I would do it this year, but uh would be to make like sandwiches and go out Christmas Day and hand them out to homeless people or some shit yeah, that's actually a cool idea. Just go downtown take fifty sandwiches down there and give them to every homeless person that you see. That's actually a cool idea. It wouldn't cost you much of what, a couple loaves of bread and some fucking lunch meat, mustard, and cheese? Like, Realistically, you could probably go out and buy a fucking turkey, get four boxes of fucking stovetop, put some cranberry sauce and some gravy on it, and give them Christmas dinner and a sandwich. Yeah. It it would cost you literally $100. That would involve
4: me having to cook a turkey, which ain't going to freaking happen. Well, it's easy. You throw it in the fucking oven. I don't know how to do that. I'm not starting that either. It's too much stress for me. Well, that would just for stress. I like your sandwich idea though. I, I think I'm gonna do that. No, I think I'm gonna do that. That's a great idea. yeah,
3: it's not a bad one. I think if you involved your girlfriend, she might actually cook the turkey for you that 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 is a possibility. yeah, cause how cool would it be to give somebody a nice sandwich out of some fucking goddamn whole wheat bread? With some fucking white and dark turkey meat on there, so a little bit of stovetop and some fucking cranberry sauce.
4: <laughs> it's goddamn yeah. Christmas dinner and a sandwich. Yeah, Christmas dinner sandwich. Don't be a scrooge. Well, I'm not being a scrooge, man. I'm not I'm not scrooging on the on the Christmas thing. That wasn't what that was about. <laughs> it was it was it was about the commercialization of Christmas and people being lost in the spirit of Christmas hundred percent. You're out is. at the mall, you got people acting like assholes out at the mall you know, honking at you that you're taking too long or yelling at you that you're, you know, in, in the way. And I'm like, what happened to people just being friendly to one another and doing that, you know? Listen, so
3: I, I have the worst temper of all time. Mm-hmm. I get pissed off Christmas shopping, but at the end of the day on Christmas morning, it's all worth it. Oh, well, totally. It's all worth it now. Like Santa's, you see- Santa's not bringing anything fucking
4: extravagant this year. I know that. I saw <laughs> I saw this uh, um, other video on, on the Facebooks. This guy put out about, about the, how Christmas sucks for an adult. Yeah. And uh, he's sitting in a plaid sweater drinking, looks like a glass of wine, and it sounds like he's, he's drunk. He's at work, though. <laughs> <laughs> he's talking about the headaches of, of Christmas. And I had said, yeah, this has more to do with what my post was about earlier, right? Was he just, you know, he talked about how, you know, as kids, you get to just run around in your PJs all day long and um, not worry about nothing. Now, as an adult, when I come down for Christmas dinner in my PJs, like there's a fucking problem with that. He's all mad. He's like, "No, Grandma, fuck you. I'm wearing my PJs. I don't need to look like an adult." And he just <laughs> goes off. It was pretty funny. Wow. I'll tag you in it. You'll <laughs> like it. That's funny. But yeah, then then I got
3: into a discussion with another lady on your thing about what was it? Souls,
4: energy, and vibrations. It's good stuff, man. It's fucking stupid. (laughs) Well, what else would you call it?
3: What? I'm going to go on here and fucking read it. It's it's some fucking voodoo witch shit. It's not voodoo witch shit. (laughs) Come on, man. (laughs) Are you fucking kidding me? Where is it? I'm going to find it right now. Your soul is growing, Luke. <laughs> That's why you were annoyed with superficiality that some people display. Once your energy and vibrations ascend, things like this lose the meaning that they used to have. And they become replaced with things with things that let your soul or that set your soul on fire. Well, be careful, Luke, because your soul's <laughs> on fire right now, sir. Like helping others you, and grow yeah, helping and others. heal. Keep at it because you are <laughs> because that is what you were meant to do. Luke, your soul <laughs> is on fire. And it's you're... weird
4: when you read it. It's weird when you read it.
3: It's so fucking <laughs> weird.
4: <laughs> I'm
3: tagging you in this video right now. And then and then she comes and tries to shit on me for posting funny things.
4: Your things were pretty funny on this whole... Uh... They're fucking hilarious. Hey, I even said don't poke them. Yeah. <laughs> I just I I ended up just telling
3: this young lady that my energy and vibrations just spilled over the proverbial cup.
4: I'm sorry. Like steaming cup shut the fuck up. Yeah. Flavio wow. had
3: a great idea.
4: I like that one actually except that then I have to go shopping twice.
3: Unboxing <laughs> li- <on> <laughs> Well, let's be honest, like the amount of money that you're going to spend on a gift card for yourself is going to get you one and a half drinks from the coffee shop you go to.
4: I have not been to a coffee shop in two and a half weeks, other than the one coffee I had on uh, Tuesday. So you got a couple
3: hundred extra dollars then.
4: Yeah, it's like I'm rolling in the dough now. <laughs> so legit. <laughs> because what are your Americanos like? Eight dollars? They're not that much. They're they're three sixty something, four bucks usually. Yes, I know. It's don't get me wrong, stupid. I made coffee at home again this morning because I I do realize after Tuesday. I need coffee. Like, I also understand that I, uh, I I fueled my body with coffee. Every time I was tired, coffee, get to the next workout, coffee, do the podcast, coffee, stay up late to do other stuff, coffee, wake up in the morning, coffee. And when I was off coffee for being sick, right, trying not to be dehydrated and I was drinking tea, I realized how tired my body actually was, right, when I wasn't fueling it with caffeine. Yeah. Um, that being said, like... You know, come on. I mean, the guy needs to be able to have a little bit of get up and go when you need it. So I had coffee this morning, you know, and I went into the gym and I, I they had McDonald's coffee. They usually bring it in there and have a big take 10. I slammed another. It's not bad. Um, it's better than Tim Hortons. Like, well, but the, the the McDonald's coffee is the old Tim Hortons coffee. I know. I told you that stupid. Well, like a year so? ago yeah I know, I'm so be clarifying that. For anyway, that don't keep know.
3: going with your fucking story. don't stop for nothing just
4: just have just having coffee. And then I was like, "Wow, I feel you know really good again. And I can feel that right now, even just still zooming on the caffeine, and you know, I won't have any more tonight so I can make sure I can sleep later. So actually, <laughs> that, that was my idea. problem.
3: I had a conversation with Braidwood about coffee, yeah,
4: because when he was working construction,
3: he would drink a lot of coffee like as much as you do. And he noticed that his like he would have problems with his legs and his back, like cramping up and stuff like that. So he cut his coffee consumption down to one to two a day and he doesn't have that issue anymore. But caffeine actually dehydrates your muscles. Yep. So like when you're when you normally should be in taking two liters of water a day and you drink as much coffee as you do, you should drink up to about six to seven liters
4: well, and and actually, when you drink coffee, right, your your you know your intestines and stuff like that, they they close off yeah. so that to stop the absorption of caffeine. So then you know when you're drinking water, the first bit of water that you're drinking after coffee is not being absorbed into your muscles. It's just cleaning out the lining to allow it to start to absorb. right? So that's why you end up pissing so much. Yeah, but also you don't absorb you don't absorb that water that you need, which is why you would be cramping, right? Uh, I also drink a, you know, usually a liter of water in the morning or half a liter as soon as I wake up before yeah. I drink any coffee because then your body will
3: absorb it. You have to. That's the mm-hmm. that's the one big difference I found in weight cutting was actually getting up and drinking 500 milliliters to to one liter of water before you put anything in your body because right yeah. now I literally get up, I drink the water, and I'm out the door. Mm-hmm. So you don't
4: even eat before you work out.
3: No. I run, I come back, I have my shake, I have lunch, I have another shake, I have a snack, I have dinner, and then I have another snack.
1: Mm-hmm. Sweet.
3: You're running and working out before you eat anything or just running? Just running.
4: Yeah.
3: I run on an empty stomach. I'll come home. I do, I'll either, it all depends on the day and how I feel. Like sometimes I like to punch things in the morning.
4: Asshole, were you doing the speed bag holding your own phone, or did you set that up somewhere? No, I was holding my own phone. I was like, I I, I saw the video <laughs> and I didn't have sound on, so I pulled over on the side of the road and uh and and turned like turned the sound on and watched <laughs> watched the video because I was just leaving the gym and I was like he he's probably saying something about me on here, but he, did, right, he didn't. Shoot. So oh. I was like I was like, look, Luke, I can hold the phone and hit the speed <laughs> bag. It's pretty dope though. I got like speed
3: bag and all that stuff in the basement. I like it. Mm -hmm. so i I go and hit the bag for six or six or eight rounds and then i go on the speed bag for half an hour Mm -hmm. and just i I like to juice my shoulders out yeah shoulder cardio is very very integral to to boxing man like if your shoulders are zapped you're fucked yeah so I, i like to do the speed bag and it's good for timing yeah a lot of people say that that. i i was one of the people that used to say a speed bag is useless but now that i actually use it they're not useless no i like them and it's fun especially when your friends can't do it yeah (laughs) (laughs) whatever (laughs) nobody's nobody
4: nobody ever said you had timing though no well i say i i have really good timing at saying inappropriate things at the right time i agree with that that's correct (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that timing's awesome. That timing's on point. <laughs> yeah, that's that, or like
3: your timing just to say dumb shit. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's perfect. Uh huh. That's your. Yeah. That, that's the best timing that's, of all time that you have.
4: That's my. That's my super move. If I was a superhero, that's what yeah. my move would be. <laughs> Mister Inappropriate. So what's I could your plan? Write one of those little books, huh? One of those little kids' books, like Mister Mister Sunshine, Mister Grumpy. Mr. Have you ever seen those books, the little bubblehead guy books? You we have that them. one. Mr. 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 Inappropriate. <laughs> the Boogie <laughs> Child likes those. Yeah, so does Amelia. She's getting good at reading them too. So you want to hear That's a funny story? Thing. I love funny stories. Okay, so
3: the other day, I don't know if you have seen on my wife's Facebook, but they got the spider out of the out of the tank. Oh, I saw that. I was like, "Fuck, it get was, the fuck out of here!" It was crawling around on the couch while I was sleeping. Motherfuckers. Were you actually sleeping? Correct. Yeah. I'm not scared of the spider. It won't do anything to you. Ooh. But uh, she took a Snapchat of it and sent it to Braidwood. Mm-hmm. Somehow within minutes, Adam Braidwood gets his hands on a taser mm-hmm. and Snapchats are back as the taser's going off. Like you can see the electricity, and he's just laughing like a crazy person.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: he does not like spiders, I'm imagining. He didn't. He oh he, no! He didn't care about the spider. He just thought it was funny. Oh, I just Bo- didn't know if that's the funny. boogie child thought it was hilarious.
4: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
4: you got something to say? Say it. No, I don't. Oh, okay. No, I was thinking of something, but I'm saving that for later. Um, You're saving it for later. <laughs> yes, had nothing to do with today. Oh, no, down the road, I said had a fun thought. Um, yeah, I know that I do not like spiders. That's one thing that like yeah, I would say that I've borderline arachnophobia. Once I moved out to the acreage though and I had to deal with it, like, hey, this shit's everywhere. I kind of had to, you know, toughen up a little bit. Spiders but are they, fucked. They they, yeah, they they bug me. Lauren got bit by a brown <laughs> recluse here out at the shop. Did he die? No, nope, It was uh they figured it was a baby um what had happened was he had ordered car parts and uh um wherever it was summertime and it and it came up they, they figured it was in the car part huh. we took it out of the box and you know because that was Dave was unwrapping it and yeah. putting something on his car part and he thought he got bit by a mosquito and he's like slapped his arm and was like uh you know whatever and didn't didn't notice and then it yeah swelled up went all discolored and bruising and he lost like feeling in his elbow and Went to the doctor and they're like, "Oh, it looks like you were bit by something." He's like, "Well, I thought I got bit by a mosquito," and they're like, "It's probably a spider." And then uh, I don't know what it was. Week, two weeks later, yeah, we found it in the shop. That's fucked up. Yeah, squish that motherfucker. But what are you doing for Christmas
3: this year? Then are you? Are you cooking dinner? Or are you going somewhere? What the fuck you got going on?
4: I got, uh, um, I got my kids there with me this year. So uh, Tammy is making Christmas dinner but it'll be at like one o'clock because yeah. her kids go to their dad's house at four that's the trade-off so uh yeah we're gonna go there for christmas dinner and then we're going to my mom's at like four to do dinner with uh sister and everybody else so i'll have two christmas dinners and then uh we'll just come home and hang out christmas day and the kids are with me boxing day and then they go to their mom's on the 27th for like a week or whatever oh, okay so yeah works. it'll be fun yeah mm-hmm. yeah. they, they asked they were, it was supposed to be boxing day they were supposed to go to their moms but they had asked if they could stay an extra day because they know Christmas will be busy and they'd just yeah. like a day to just kind of veg out hang out play <laughs> with their toys or whatever before they go over to to their moms so hey, fuck yeah it to be good she's a bitch anyway I don't, I don't like her <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't really like her either so uh, which <laughs> is why I'm not married to her I guess right um you know, no, it is what it is. That's the hardest part, though. Actually, about about the whole thing is that, you know, I don't believe like you see a lot of divorced couples, right, where they just slander and talk poorly about their ex yeah. in front of the kids, and I don't believe that's a good thing. No, know? it's not. So, we uh, do it I on the podcast, to, though. Yeah, because they don't listen to the podcast very often, yeah. and uh, no, she's <laughs> a cunt. They never listen. <laughs> they, they never listen to the podcast. She might listen to the podcast, but the kids don't. Fuck her. if She um, listens to the podcast. Unsubscribe now, you piece of shit. <laughs> I don't think she actually does. I uh, yeah, I know it was good. Um, so yeah, that'll be it. And then uh, tomorrow, I'm actually going to Edmonton pour Ooh. some concrete. For, oh, you're, uh, are you going up to do that Chris for Martin? Dustin? No, no, no. Dustin's coming to help me. Oh, is he? That's what that was about. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No, I'm pouring I'm pouring the mezzanine for uh, Arashi Doe's um, like for Chris Bondi's new gym. Oh. So it's a 1800 square foot mezzanine and we had, yeah, we're going up there to pour that. And so I thought, well, instead of finding labor here and paying them to drive up there, yeah, I'll just find labor in Edmonton. Like, I got the skilled guys coming up, but yeah, I yeah. need a couple grunt guys. So I just messaged Dustin. <coughs> I was like, hey, man, you know, like, do you know of anybody or whatever else? He said, like, count me in and Worked out that, you know, I got five guys coming up from Red Deer anyway, so I don't really need anybody else. Yeah. So, yeah, so he's going to come. And so then when he posted that thing, I was like, well, dude, I don't I don't actually need like a whole pile of guys. That was why Ford, too, was like, what about so-and-so? I was like, you should come. He's like, yeah, right. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, I knew, I knew, yeah, I knew that he wouldn't. I was like kidding. So that'd be good. Uh, and then Chris and I are going to plan to do some striking, hit pads or something nice. Friday night. And, Hang out and then I'll stay the night, and then uh, saw cut it Saturday and <laughs> drive home. So it'd be a good little. I mean, I, we were gonna wait, but you know what? It's nice one more job in right before Christmas, and yeah, you know, make a little bit. And, nice so. is I what like, it is. That's yeah, good. It was a good week actually. We we're busy this week. Yeah, yeah. Huh. So that's that's great. Yeah, it is great. I don't actually it's fucking super care. Great. I don't care. I know you don't care. I don't care. So you guys are home for the holidays too.
3: Yeah, we're home for the holidays. Tasha's whole family lives here, so we've got three different dinners to go to. I'm gonna have to be very careful with the the potatoes and the stuffing. I'm not a big dessert guy. Gravy, gravy, a fuck gravy. I love gravy though; it's so good.
4: I'm eating. I don't care on Christmas Day. Actually, I can't. If I fight on the eight on, at eighty-seven in seven weeks, I need to start behaving myself i'm gonna eat one like one good one and then the rest of them will probably pretty much be like turkey and salad that's what i'll do at my mom's because i'm 100% eating a full jigs dinner no questions at tammy's i'm i'm eating that well yeah i'm not take a laxative no shut (laughs) up. probably puke it up and then eat another one later here's what you do is you bring a fucking liter of kombucha with you yeah, and just down that.
3: Flush it down with that, you're good. Yeah. I bought some new stuff at Costco again yesterday. Which ones?
4: Same ones. They're the, good. I like them. Are they the
3: stubby bottles or the tall ones? Do they sell one know. they
4: sell ones in like a brown stubby bottle and then there's a taller bottle too. Yeah, they're brown. They're brown stubby. There's six of them in there. There's like three flavors, two of each flavor. Yeah, those ones are good. Yeah. It's cheaper than going to the that fucking ripoff
3: place in Red Deer, though. Oh yeah, fuck! Yeah. They're expensive. Big Bend actually makes their own now too. Yeah, they sell huge, like a liter and a half yeah. for like ten ninety nine. It's good too. It's a lady that works there. Yeah. Did yeah, they just start?
4: Well, they just started
3: because uh, that's um, where I used to get it. Was Big Bend?
4: Oh really? Yeah. Well, they used to import it, right? They used to, and then they realized that they have everything in their back. For for their you know meat processing and whatever else to actually make their own, so they just started making their own. Yeah, like when I was still living in Red Deer, they made it there. Yeah, that's right. Makes that's sense. that's where I always got it. Well, Ivan, that used to own Big Bend. Yeah, right. The guy that actually is the farmer that supplies some of those stuff. Uh, I ran into his wife the other day, and she's like, "Yeah, he's planning on going back to uh, going there for the week to work, just um, help out. He likes the Christmas spirit, whatever." So yeah, I went in there yesterday and. Sure enough, he was in there stocking shelves, and I was like, shit, your wife wasn't kidding. He's like, oh, I love it here. I didn't even tell him I was coming. I just showed up and was like, what can I do? I ain't leaving. He's there <laughs> for the whole week really? just helping out, yeah, talking to customers. and You know, he's like – and then how did he explain it? He says, uh, "He said selling a business is like having a teenager that's gone to university. You know you, know you can't really, you can't really uh, um, tell them what to do anymore. But every once in a while, they come home, and you can kind of give them a reality check and sort of put them back on the straight and narrow. And I was like, that's actually a good explanation. You know, he goes, they don't have to listen to you. He goes, and you kind of find out that some of the stuff that you've always done, you know, and that's how he started talking about the kombucha, right? He was like, this is actually interesting. We can do this. What? (laughs) That Krista Krista girl finally replied.
3: Oh, no. She's so silly. Says, better that your cup overflows than ends up empty, right? because I said my energy and vibrations just spilled over the proverbial cup oh yeah <laughs>
4: <laughs> well that's true though it is good that it that it uh, um, you know overflowed for you you know so that's a, it's a good thing yeah, that it you over- got all that extra <laughs>
3: it overflowed <laughs> into a big hot steamy cup of shut the fuck up for you <laughs>
4: uh, I wonder if she'll listen to the podcast today now <laughs>
3: Hopefully, hopefully she enjoys it. Shout out to Krista and her energy and her soul. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got the end of the year coming up where we've been on the podcast now for over a year. This is episode 122, I believe.
4: That was 120.
3: Oh, whatever. I'm not going to argue with you. Sure. I think, I think, yes, the last one was 121. 21. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. So yeah. this is one 122. So we are coming up to the end of the year. When you look back at the last year, do you have any regrets of anything that you said on this show?
4: No, because we edited them out. <laughs> no, no, not not really. I mean, you know, there's there's a couple of things where, where maybe when I said it and it first happened and some of the backlash. But at the end of the day, I mean, I'd like to say that over the last year, uh, I've been a lot more honest with myself. And with people around me. So even though you bug me that I have no friends, I uh, I feel like the people that are around me now are, are actually a hell of a lot more supportive than the massive group I used to have. Does that, make sense, that makes right? sense. I used to have a lot Huh? It makes sense. Oh, just yeah. So uh, no, I'm I am I I don't really I don't really regret anything I said. So I where it came to you before is you had this
3: massive group of people that mm-hmm. were all sucking at the teat. They all wanted some of the hot sweet nectar that is Luke Spicer, but <laughs> realistically, far, but... there was no hot sweet nectar at all. Aww. what there was was a hidden cocksucker,
2: and I just <laughs> re-
3: I just released that motherfucker to the world. So everybody, you're fucking welcome. <laughs>
4: you're such a dick. It's true though. <laughs> it is it's true. true <laughs> like no, I I have I have a lot less patience for bullshit anymore. Well, here's the thing. A lot of people in the world, they have multiple hats, right? Like Mm
3: -hmm. I have multiple hats that I wear, but they're just for show. My (laughs) personality doesn't actually ever change. No. I don't change around my wife. I don't change around you. I censor myself around my child. But everybody gets treated exactly the same. Now, I've received some messages that I might need to apologize to some people for the stuff that I say on this show. I'd like to take this opportunity, and I'm going to steal Conor McGregor's line, but I'd like to apologize to absolutely fucking nobody. If I said shit about you, I meant it. It's because you're a piece of shit, Michael Short. Fuck you. Nobody yeah, gets nobody gets a fucking apology from me. Mike Tyson, stop fucking endorsing that WWE fake promotion. Yeah. Dakota's full of shit what they dust the dirt off a 40 year old boxer and think he's going to do something that motherfucker won't even fight a Canadian they're bringing in some shit can Mexican to fight Zab Judah Cam O'Connell wants to fight Zab Judah but they don't want to put that fight on because Cam will fuck him up you sign some fucking bum fighter that was washed up fucking four years ago to a four fight deal and bring him to Calgary and think people care nobody knows who the fuck Zab Judah is So I'd like to take this Did, opportunity to apologize <laughs> to absolutely fucking
4: nobody. Did you get a message from Mike about this? <sighs> Who knows?
2: <laughs>
4: oh. Might now.
3: <laughs> Sorry, I, I had to go off on the Zab Judah
4: thing because I think it's fucking dumb. I saw Mike Tyson sharing that. I mean, it's good that Zab's his boy and he does it. I was wow, that's that's some big press for the old uh Dakota. The old Dick Otta, mm-hmm. but you know it is what it is. I mean, like I said, it'd be interesting to see what, what, uh, <clears throat> what actually transpires. I mean, I do remember a whole Roy Jones Jr. thing coming up and not actually coming to fruition. So hey, who knows? It
3: smells. It smells
4: like the same thing. Yeah. To me,
3: it does. Where's his opponent? Name his opponent.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: What's he gonna fight out? Well, wait.
1: Yeah. He's forty
3: years old. Can he make one forty-five
1: still? I could if I chopped my legs
3: off. All right. Uh, yeah. Anyway, we'll get that out of here on that that little
4: rant because because <laughs> it kind of just that was the it just killed the mood. Did no. not kill my mood. I'm in a great mood no, now. I could tell. I'm in a great mood too. I uh, I'm gonna actually. I'm I'm glad we're doing it now because. 20 after i'm gonna go eat some lunch and i'm gonna go get my kids early they'll be excited
3: oh well good for them so guys we'll get out of here uh i guess we won't talk to anybody until after christmas so uh merry christmas to all and y'all can fuck off huh (laughs) warning the views and opinions expressed in the following segment are those of the participant and do not necessarily reflect those at the spice of life podcast listener discretion is advised
2: (laughs) cheeseburger, big mac, whopper. Hamburger, cheeseburger, big mac, whopper. Hamburger, cheeseburger, big mac, whopper. Big mac, whopper. Big mac, big mac. Hamburger, cheeseburger, big mac, whopper. Hamburger, cheeseburger, big mac, whopper. Hamburger, cheeseburger, big mac, whopper. Big mac, whopper. Big mac, whopper. Hamburger, cheeseburger, big mac.
1: All
3: right, guys, we're back. It's a special Christmas edition of Burgers Drive Through, Burger. Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer.
1: Rudolph the red-nosed motherfucking reindeer. Is that what you just said? Oh, yeah. That's the guy that leads the group that doesn't give a fuck about anybody else but himself. The motherfucking red-top Rudolph.
3: (laughs) Burger. Tiny Tim.
1: Tiny Tim. Always was a bitch with his little pig leg. Didn't he have a pig leg, that little bitch? Santa should have beat the shit out of that guy, but when he's sitting by the fireplace thinking that drink of hot cocoa beat the crap out of little Tim. Little Tim's a bitch.
3: Burger, hot topic. Mrs. Claus.
1: She's a slut. <laughs> Mrs. Claus is a slut. She does things you would not want to even do to farm animals. Okay? She does things with reindeers. She does things with fucking snowmen. Kids, if you're listening, Mrs. Claus is a hoe. Burger. Scrooge. Motherfucker. Just call him Don Iverson. (laughs) Burger. The Grinch. Call him Andrew Knack. City Council sitting right beside Don Iverson. Killing combat sports in Edmonton, little bitches.
3: Burger. Bob Crackett.
1: Who the fuck is that guy?
3: (laughs) Burger. Santa Claus.
1: (sighs) I kind of remorse with that guy with his big jolly belly. Santa fucking Claus. The guy can sneak into your house without anyone knowing. I think he's a diddler.
3: (laughs) Burger. Luke Spicer complaining about Christmas shopping. Nobody fucking
1: cares, bud. Nobody fucking cares. Bro, I don't give a fuck about your stupid shopping. I don't give a fuck. Keep it off the internet. It's plugging up my channels.
3: Burger, I know you have some questions for me today.
1: Oh, I do, sir. I do. I'm going to (laughs) throw Frosty the Snowman.
3: <laughs> Frosty Go. the snowman has three balls and a fucking carrot nose. The motherfucker melts in the summertime and comes back in the winter. Fuck you, Frosty. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Elf on a shelf. Listen, those little elves on the shelves are fucking rapists. I don't know what the fuck they're doing at night. They're crawling around your house, watching your kids. Who knows what they're doing in their bedroom. You find them in different spots every day. Listen, let's get the elves on the shelves back in the package, back to the North Pole, and they can go fuck themselves too.
1: <laughs> John Charbonneau.
3: Oh, John fucking charbonneau the biggest shit can i've ever seen in mma wants to come over to boxing and challenge the bad guy listen bitch if you want your head sent into the fucking stratosphere sign the contract show up march 17th and i'll fucking rearrange your face On top of that, John Charbonneau, your name sucks. You stole a belt from somebody and didn't give it back like a pussy. Listen, motherfucker, you want it, come get it, bitch. (laughs) Well,
1: (laughs) Hold on, everybody. (laughs) Okay, 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 hold on... Mistress Smell.
3: Mr. Smell is the hottest promoter in boxing.
1: <laughs> okay. 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 Luke Spicer.
3: Luke Spicer is the co-host of the Spice Life podcast, but on top of that, he's a whiny bitch. He also doesn't know how to tell jokes. He fucking sucks. He's awkward. He's the 900-pound gorilla in the room. Give me
1: some back. Give me some back. Give me some back. Oh, give me some back. I just punched Santa in a fucking Jolly Belly.
3: All right. Burger. Christmas cheer.
1: What the? (laughs) Depends. (laughs) What? Okay, okay, only oh, Christmas cheer. Are we talking about. Okay, wait, wait. Are we talking like a, a cheer or what we fucking drink?
3: We're talking about just classic Christmas cheer.
1: Okay. Fuck egg dog. That's the grossest shit known to man. <laughs> If you gotta drink egg dog with rum, is that what they drink with rum? They fucking puke in my mouth. It's almost as bad as the city putting a moratorium on fucking combat sports. When I hear egg dog, I think Don Iverson puking in my mouth.
3: <laughs> Burger. A warm yuletide log.
1: A big shit. Someone needs to throw on Don Iverson's door for fucking killing boxing in Edmonton.
3: Burger, that shitty fruitcake everybody gives to people at Christmas time.
1: They need to mail their fruitcakes to Don Iverson and tell the to bring Combat Sports back. How would you like it, Fair, if you got a thousand fruitcakes sent to your house? Burger, firing up the old stove. That's what we're doing. Yeehaw.
3: Well, we're, we're trying to spread a little Christmas cheer today on the Christmas edition of Burgers drive Through.
1: Ho, ho, ho is right. Ho, ho, ho. Now, here's a couple questions. This is the Christmas special. I have a couple things. What do you get for Christmas? I don't know. Well, I have a challenge to every listener out there. Go. I will eat a tomahawk steak in 30 minutes... With two Ryan coats and two lobster tails, I challenge anyone to come buy me one.
3: <laughs> so burger, burger's just trying to get a free a free meal that's not a burger.
1: <laughs> well, don't you know what's going on in the city? My poor boxer's gotta round up bottles now to raise money because the mayor took her job. <laughs> that's okay though. I'm looking for a free steak dinner. I want to change my name to Steak. It's
3: never going to happen.
1: I know, but at least they're trying. It's a Christmas special here. It is. So, bro, what are you having for Christmas? Turkey? Turkey, yeah. How many turkeys got to be fucking killed on Christmas to satisfy your fucking needs? You guys got to stop killing the turkeys, quit killing the potatoes, and all those devil fucking eggs, I feel bad for all those chickens. How many little chick leeks did you guys kill to fucking feed you? You cut those eggs in half. Each little egg was a little chicken. Little chicken makes the egg. What comes first the chicken than the fucking egg?
3: That's a good question.
1: That's what people want to see. Not Stan Cermak hugging some fucking Mexican for fucking three rounds. And fuck, that was the last boxing show in the city, Stan. And you fucking hugged the cab driver. <laughs> Come on, man. I hugged a cab driver this morning when I got out of my cab and said, Merry fucking Christmas. Merry Christmas. I'm going to do a Stan Cermak. And I gave him a hug. Then the cab driver said, Boo! Boo! And I was like, fuck him out. <laughs> Jesus Christ.
3: Alright, Christmas edition of Burger's Drive-Thru. You got anything more for me, Burger?
1: Oh yeah, motherfucker. We're not done with you.
3: Alright, go. <laughs> Snow. Snow. Oh, Snow is the shitty cousin to cocaine. You, can, oh, you get it up okay. your nose and nothing happens.
1: Um hold on, wait, wait, there's some more action. We need to know what your thoughts are, are or the guy that just fought. Who? God uh, forgot his name. Fuck, I was gonna say it, you know, like you do to me, like back and forth. Rah, 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 rah. What's the name? Fucking in Montreal. What's the fucking guy? Name? Simon Not that fat pig Manny, the other motherfucker. Uh the guy that just fought on Saturday. David Lemieux? No, the guy he fought. Who the fuck's that guy? Billy Joe Saunders. What do you think of that guy? Billy Joe Saunders, bad guy. Billy Joe Saunders. Let me tell you, Billy Joe Saunders.
3: Billy Joe Saunders is a bad motherfucker. So if you're going to fight Billy Joe Saunders, you better have something other than forward pressure and hard punches. (laughs) Billy Joe Saunders can move. He can move his head. He can punch. He's got cardio. Now,
1: wait. I have some more questions now that this is a Christmas special. I get to ask you shit. Do you think the new style of boxing okay because you've seen a lot of bouts this year okay i know yeah i understand but do you think that that forward pressure style that everybody seems to be doing okay you know this and i know this we see it all the time and these guys fucking cool forward and swing for the fences and they wrap hands like fucking this look this well they've been doing this shit on this fucking thing but they look gay do you think that's the new age of boxing? Is this new footwork lateral movement like Lomachenko? Or do you think it's still the old school go forward, bang it out, see who's the toughest?
3: Unless you're under or unless you're over the light heavyweight limit of weight to fight, your new game plan should be to move your feet and move your head. Learn now,
1: learn angles. That's right. Now, do you think that should be taught as an amateur level or It should be learned by the pro level. It should be taught
3: now in children's classes.
1: See, I agree totally. Okay, so um, I sit here in my place of business. Uh, I would just like to say Merry Christmas, Tanner, and God bless everybody on the radio, on the podcast. Merry Christmas, everybody. And uh, yeah, I just have one shout-out request here. Hit it. Don Iverson, thanks for fucking up my kid's future, you fucking faggot piece of shit. You make me sick. I'll never fucking ever vote for you or that Andrew Knack motherfucker again. You fucking took my kid's future to fight in front of their families, their friends, and build a reputation. You didn't just hurt fucking fucking Jelena Madrenovich. You heard every fighter on the fucking roster of unified you heard every fucking fucking combat sports guy. You're a fucking loser. And I should fucking start a petition to get your ass fucking fired, you goof.
3: And that's Burger's drive thru. Get us out of here, burger.
1: This is a burger from Santoros Boxing Gym. Wishing everyone a Merry Christmas. God bless you. Godspeed. See you. Out.